every Monday, Christine tells me, you have to make your services a little bit longer. But more importantly, it's, uh, it's good to join our voices with Christians around the world expressing our faith in the Apostles' Creed. People loved by God. A guest minister was preaching a sermon based on words of Jesus. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. These words are recorded in the Gospel according to John, John 14, verse 14. In his message, he revealed that his wife had been diagnosed with cancer. He prayed. Their family prayed. Their congregation prayed fervently for healing. And after a bout of chemotherapy, she was healed. And he used this story, this personal story, to illustrate that the words of John 14, verse 14, are true. If you ask for anything in my name, I will do it. After the service, a parishioner, a dear friend of mine, approached him. He said, what about my wife? She was diagnosed with cancer. I prayed. My children prayed for healing. The congregation fervently prayed that she be healed. She died. What about my wife? Unanswered prayer. We all know what that is. I don't have the answers. The Holy Spirit willing, through this message, maybe we will move a step closer to understanding this problem of unanswered prayer. I will talk about the context from which we pray. The text reads, do not be conformed to this world, I understand this to mean do not be conformed to the materialism, to the militarism, to the hedism, hedonism of this world. Do not be conformed to the idolatries of this world. And I think this is true but I think the words go deeper. Let me pass this by you. I believe that almost every person makes a deal. It's an unspoken deal. Often, 
It's an unconscious deal. Christians make this deal with God, finding support in Scripture. Unbelievers make this deal with life, believing that a natural law somehow undergirds the flow of events. The unspoken, often unconscious deal is this. A student who studies diligently and finishes at the top of her class, she gets the good job. This is the deal. A skilled, honest employee who works hard, this worker gets the promotion. This is the deal. This is fair. A person who has a healthy diet, who exercises, who lives a healthy lifestyle. This person gets good health, lives long. This is the deal. It's just. This past week in the Globe and Mail, I read an article. It was written by a husband. Maybe some of you read it. He had just received a call that his wife was being treated as palliative. She was dying from a terminal illness. And just after receiving that call, he was informed that he had received the promotion. And he had worked hard, very hard, for that promotion. He writes, I quote, I received the call about my wife two hours before my lunch with partners from my firm. I sat in the boardroom crying alone. This has to be a dream, I thought. I'm 31 years old and my wife just about to turn 30. This isn't supposed to happen to people like us. And quote. The unspoken deal was work hard, and he and his wife worked hard, receive success. The deal had fallen through. It broke. My friend, who I refer to, he also had, a, had made an unspoken deal. The deal was, if a person lives obediently before the face of God, God will bless this person, bless this person with long life. And his wife, 
She had faithfully nurtured their children in the Lord. She had honored her parents. She joyfully volunteered in her church and in the larger community. Regular, she set aside food for the hungry. She died young. She had kept her part of the deal. The deal fell through. Didn't materialize. The text says, do not conform to this world. And I believe that this means to take this way of thinking and to throw it off. I believe that these words mean to, to take this, this way of thinking, this unspoken deal, a deal that we think is fair and just, to stuff it in a garbage bag. I think it means to take this garbage bag to the curbside and have a garbage truck haul it far away. This is because, friends, there is no God. There is no natural order. There is no power that fulfills the second part of the deal. Sometimes, often really, it's the student who studies diligently and finishes at the top of her class that does not get a good job. It is the skilled, honest employee who works hard who does not get the promotion. It is the person who, who has a nutritious diet, exercises, lives a healthy lifestyle, and dies young. There is no God. There is no natural law. There is no power that, that fulfills the second part of the deal. To base your life on such a deal is to base your life on a thin puff of air. However, however, there is a power moving unseen in this world. And our text points to that power. The text reads, be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may discern what is the will of God the text invites us to look differently at reality, at the world. The text invites us to look at the will of God. What is the will of God? 
before I consider this, I will say a few words about God's disposition to people and the world. John 3, verse 16 reads, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son. Jesus personifies God's love. 1 John 3, verse 16 reads, We know what love is by this. Jesus laid down his life for us. God loves people and the world. God loves people and the world. What is God's will? The prophet Ezekiel writes that God takes no pleasure in the death of the wicked. Rather, the prophet writes that God desires that everyone repent and live. Ezekiel 18 Verse 23, the Apostle Peter writes, the Lord is not slow about his promise, but is patient with you, that not any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. God wills that people live. God wills that people come into a living relationship with him. At one point in the Old Testament, when God's people have again turned away from God, God raises as it is his hands and cries out like an aspirated parent, what more could I have done? The rich young man, when he walked away from Jesus, and when hundreds, perhaps thousands, turned their back to Jesus because his teachings were too hard, Jesus grieved. God wants to have living relationship with persons. God's will is to redeem people and the world. I'll say that again. God's will is to redeem people and the world. And there's more. Just before his ascension, Jesus said to his disciples, When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you will have power to be my witnesses. You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. The Greek word for witness literally is to stand in for. God wills that believers 
in whatever situation, stand in for Jesus. God wants his people to be the continued presence of Jesus in the world. God wills to redeem people and the world through God's people. Can you believe that? God wills to redeem people and the world through God's people. I said, there is no God. There is no natural law. There is no power that fulfills the second part of the unspoken deal. I also said that there is a power moving in the world. And brothers and sisters, unseen, God moves in the world using events in our lives and events in the world to redeem people and the world. And another amazing thing, God is using God's people to redeem people and the world. Let that sink in. God is redeeming people and the world through you, 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 and me. Knowing this, transforms or renews our mind and transforms our lives. With renewed minds, we discern God's will in every situation that we are in. The result? Discerning God's will in our situation, we pray. This is the context we pray from. Let me give a few examples of what a prayer looks like prayed from that context. A young woman is invited to a wedding celebration. She has been asked to say a few words. Believers and unbelievers will be there. Discerning God's will, she prays, 
Lord, I don't know what words to speak. Lord, help me find words so that the words which, which point to the love of this couple, that that love may be seen as a gift from you. And Lord, enable me to express these words so that people's hearts are open to you. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. A laborer, Christian, common guy, is going to work. He discerns God's will. He prays, Lord, as I am with my colleagues, help me to listen. Help me to listen so that I may be able to respond with words of encouragement or hope or words of counsel so that their lives may be blessed. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. A young man, devastated and hurt because his wife has left him. He's angry discerning God's will. He prays, Lord, I am so angry, but I don't want the decisions that I have to make. I don't want those decisions to be shaped by my anger. I don't want to have those decisions come back on me a year, two years from now and haunt me. Help me to make decisions out of kindness. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Friends, God answers these prayers because they are prayed in harmony with God's will. In every one of these examples, God answering the prayer, the person is used by Jesus, by God, to redeem people and to redeem the world. This knowledge that God is redeeming people and the world through you and me transforms or re renews our minds and transforms our lives. It is the context from which we pray. The text reads, Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may discern what is the will of God, his good His, and I forget the word, I think it's acceptable. His good, acceptable, and perfect will. Now sometimes, God's will doesn't seem good, acceptable, or perfect. 
sometimes, maybe most often. The events in our lives seem random and chaotic. Now I digress. One early morning, I, I pulled on my sock. I looked at them. I should tell you, my grandchildren, they buy my socks. <laughs> and I looked at the socks, and the threads were mes messy, and the colors were pale. And sometimes that's what our lives look like. Realizing that I had put them on inside out, I pulled them off, turned them right side out, and put them on. Beautiful, aren't they? From God's perspective, unseen, God is moving in this world using the events, the random seems to us events of our lives and the events of the world, redeeming people and redeeming the world. God is creating beauty. And friends, with renewed minds, discerning God's will, and praying from that place. And God answering our prayers, and God does. We are redeemable. We are, with God, creating beauty. And that's the kind of life I want to live. You too? and the sons.